Hey, what's up everybody? Kevin here for Turn One Soul Ring. Please remember to rate, review, and comment on our content wherever you listen to the show. It really helps us out. We appreciate each and every one of you. Now let's get to the show. Turn One Soul Ring. Nice. It's working. It's working. <laughs> oh boy. Yes, Star Wars kind of ruined that for uh for us. Have you guys been watching the uh final season of Clone Wars on Disney Plus? No, I haven't actually seen that series. No, me neither. They're uh, apparently they're releasing <laughs> the Well, I didn't want to start watching. They're releasing the episodes week to week. I didn't want to watch until it was finished. Oh, is this a is this a new series? Like mm-hmm. a brand new series? No, no, it's it's the original series that started on Cartoon Network and then they finished it and then Netflix did one season. I think they did like seasons six or seven and then disney plus is doing the final season so they're continuing this story um but apparently the final episode of that the um documentary they're doing about the making of the mandalorian series and the rise of skywalker are all gonna be on disney plus they're gonna put them on disney plus on may the 4th star wars day so you know that's there's been a lot of memes like that going around which is which is kind of fun. But uh, anyways, let's get to the show. This is Turn One Soul Ring. I'm Kevin. I'm Eric. And I'm Riley. And today on the show, we're going to be going over some Ikoria and Commander 2020 cards that we're thinking of slotting into some of our decks. But before we get yeah. before we get to that, Eric, how can listeners get in touch with us? Because they're going to want to. If you are a listener, you can find us. On, if you're listening to this, you are a listener. Uh... <laughs> Find us on Instagram at Turn One Soul Ring the Podcast. If you want to talk to us directly, you can send us a message at Turn One Soul Ring the Podcast at gmail.com. And then on YouTube, check us out, Turn One Soul Ring the Podcast, and make sure to type in the podcast. Check it out. Uh, now that that's out of the way, let's talk about some of these cards. Um, we aren't we aren't going to be going through these cards in any particular order, like best to worst or anything like that. So just sit back and enjoy. Um, Riley, can we start with you? Sure thing. Okay. Yeah. First card I have on my list is Riel the Everwise. So for okay. one blue red, you get a legendary creature, Human Wizard. She's a zero three, but she gets plus one, plus zero for each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard. And whenever you discard a card, or sorry, whenever you discard one or more cards for the first time each turn, draw that many cards. So I've already put together <laughs> a Voltron Spellslinger deck based around Riel, and I'm super excited to actually put it together in person uh, once these cards are released in paper. Man, the pre-release prices on cards are so ridiculous. This is Card Kingdom has this at sixteen ninety nine. That's absurd. Yeah. That's ne- that's never going to hold that price point. Yeah, like unless it shows up in you know. Other eternal formats, right. I, I don't see it necessarily holding that price. Yeah, no. Anyways, yeah. Very cool card. Super, super spicy, yeah. yeah. Works really well with uh, cycling because, of course, cycling is discarding the card mm-hmm. and drawing a card. So you're getting two two for one, basically. Yeah. How about a, how about a wheel? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Boy. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That value. Yeah. yeah. Make Tolarian wins good again. <laughs> great <Hey>. again <laughs> <laughs> have you guys heard about this uh companion mechanic uh <laughs> i think i heard something about it i don't know though is it is it real 
Oh, oh my god. So, Luris of the Dream Den <laughs> is the first card on my list just because what it is doing to older formats is ridiculous. Uh, one of the days I was looking on MTG Goldfish top meta decks on Modern, six of the eight decks were running Luris on the top <laughs> decks. Wow. These are the top decks people are playing. And what we're seeing Companion do with you know, some of these formats is now, if you have a deck, you really want to see if you can use a companion because now you have an eight-card starting hand instead of a seven-card starting hand. Right. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And you so... You always have access to that card. You always have access to that card. So then if it's also part of your, like, win-con or something like that, which it should be, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Luris is one to watch out for. I'm wondering if he's this prominent if we're going to see him maybe get banned. Hmm. I think he'll still be in standard, but like, yeah, he's just like really running rampant in modern right now. It's pretty ridiculous. Well, and, and he's seeing tons of play in vintage as well. Um, yeah. Which is like, I, I don't know. It seems like a, a bit of a challenge to me because of course, traditionally in, in vintage, you don't usually see a banned card, like unless you're talking about a card with anti uh, or something of that sort. Right. But it will be interesting to see what they do with that because, you know, turn one, you know, play a, play a black Lotus, play Luris, play black Lotus again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. And actually like I, um, just cause I don't play as much vintage. I don't look at it, but yeah. Uh, four of the top eight decks are Luris decks. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all at 10% or more of the meta currently. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, might be a uh, kind of ridiculous. Yeah. The next card, or the first card for me, is uh, Verge Rangers, which is uh, two and a white for a uh, human scout with first strike. You may look at the top card of your library anytime, as long as an opponent controls more lands than you. You may play lands from the top of your library. So I was thinking about putting this kind of into any white deck, uh, any white commander deck, because, uh, well, I really like this card as soon as it was spoiled. Um, and it gives white deck some extra card advantage while keeping a white card that lets you play lands from the top of your library in the confines of the color pie. And you guys know how what a stickler I am for the rules of the color pie. Very much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, it is a really uh it's it's an interesting twist on white cards. It's like it's like it's almost there, but it's white, so they can't make it too good. <laughs> Sorry, white. <laughs> yeah, make white great again. <laughs> <laughs> make white playable ones <laughs> yeah. for, the, for the first time ever white is playable yeah. the next card on my list is gem razor no. uh, so we touched on this cool. i don't think we went over in great detail in the last episode mm -hmm. no but no we didn't for three three and a green you get a beast it's a four four with reach and trample it says whenever this creature mutates destroy a target artifact or enchantment and opponent controls it's got a mutate ability for one green green. So I'm particularly excited for this in my mono green uh, Canlander Stompy deck. Cool. Just It, it seems like a, a great way to get around some, uh, like an effect like Torpor Orb that shuts down other effects that you'd have like uh, Reclamation Sage. Right. Because it's not an enter the battlefield <clears throat> ability. It's a triggered, triggered mutate ability. Mm -hmm. So... And plus, it's a it's a four four reach trample for four, so you can't really go wrong either way. I agree. Yeah, that's got great. So that's a really good point. Um, yeah, I keep meaning to look into Canlander, so uh, Riley, you and me can like get a game going, even if it's over video chat. Yeah, man. I'm thinking of going. I'm thinking of going like mono Ooh. mono red burn, but yeah, uh, I've yeah I've been I've been looking into it uh, here and there. 
But yeah, I, yeah. I, I really need to buckle down and spend some money. It's time. <laughs> it's <Good> time. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, guys, companion, it's broken. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, uh, uh, Gyruda, Doom of Depths. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's a 6-6 six, six for 6. When Gyruda, Doom of Depths enters the battlefield, each player puts the top four cards, the library, and the graveyard. And put a creature card with an even converted mana cost from among those cards onto the battlefield under your control. Definitely once Aquaria came out, I was playing a bunch of Aquaria open packs, doing some drafts. And then the first deck I built, like in a couple of days, I did Gyruda. And I was doing like a blue-black or a green-black shell, which has evolved into Bant. But this card is ridiculous. Turn four, you can play this out and then hit a uh, spark, spark double. Spark double. Yeah, Spark Double. Thank yeah. you. Copy Garuda goes again. <laughs> um, you got like Kogla in the deck, so he comes out, fights something. Yeah. Yeah, the the amount of ridiculous value you get is is endless. And going Bant, because if you're against a um an aggro deck, um there's life gain in white. So that's why that's in there as well. And so like the deck sustains well early game and then you cast Garuda. Yeah, it's it's really gross. <laughs> yeah, and it's really nice that it's um hybrid Demir mana, so you know it doesn't you don't have to run it in uh specifically a, a Demir deck. Yeah. 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 You don't need the blue black. You can put it in like a black something something or like blue something something. So, so this card is just really powerful. Just so uh, I'm 100% crystal clear on Companion, uh, in Commander, this card would be in your Companion zone, but it's still part of the 99, or it's it it is it's your 101st card. Yeah, if you use it as a Companion, it'll be the 101 card. Yeah. Okay, so my next question is, then does the, if it has hybrid mana, like if I had a, I don't know, Micaeus deck, right? Could I have this as my companion, the Gyruda? No, or you're still no. required okay. to meet your identity. Right, so it's not in the deck, but it still has to follow the commander's color identity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. No, good. I'm, I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad I asked. Yeah, I saw a, a Gyruda deck uh, in, in Legacy. LSV had a video, uh, and he was playing a, a Yorion 80-card Legacy deck, which is really spicy, but he, he came up against uh, a Garuda deck that could easily, like, turn one or turn two, get a Garuda on the battlefield. It was filled with clones, and then it won with Thassa's Oracle. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it was just, just ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this card is just another one that I think is just, like, too powerful. And companion is a very powerful uh, mechanic because you, you're getting an extra card in your hand and it's a for sure card. Yeah. 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 Every time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's better than having, it's better than drawing eight cards at the beginning yeah. of the game. Yeah. Okay. My next card is flawless maneuver. It is from commander 2020. It's one of the, it's, it's the white card from the cycle of free spells. It's an instant. Uh, if you control a commander, you may cast this spell without paying its mana cost and creatures you control gain indestructible. Uh, I'd probably put this in any deck with white in it again. It's free, right? But uh, really, uh, sometimes the only way for white decks, mono white decks especially, to come back from a board wipe is to give its creatures indestructible and avoid having to come back from the board wipe at all. So 
yeah, I think I think this this whole suite of cards is great, but this one really helps out Mono White in that regard. Yeah, I'm a big yeah. fan of the 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 commander free cycle, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, everything you said, I just second that motion. <laughs> <laughs> Next up on my list, we've got Luminous Broodmoth. So for two white white, you get an insect. It's a three four flyer says whenever a creature you control without flying dies return it to the battlefield under its owner's control with a flying counter on it and i'm just super excited to play this in any kind of aristocrats build or in my tesa karlov deck yeah. uh, it just seems like a great way to get an extra death out of a creature that would otherwise just be going straight to the bin absolutely Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, like we mentioned in our set review, like this is easily breakable. It's funny. I'm looking at this on Card Kingdom and the regular copy is more expensive than the extended art copy. <laughs> how, how? Isn't that funny? I mean, it hasn't even been released in paper yet. So like, those, yeah. those prices Ships. don't even make any sense. Ships in two weeks. No, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh yeah but this yeah it's just uh j- and and kind of in the same vein as um flawless maneuver right like it just it gives you it gives white that extra little push in the event of a board wipe to to bring bring your stuff back yeah, yeah. totally who wouldn't want that who wouldn't my friends <laughs> i don't know i don't want to know them though whoever it is <laughs> <laughs> so next up I have the Fiend Artisan. Fiend boy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's two green or black. Uh, it's a creature nightmare. Uh, it's a 1-1. One, one. It gets 1-1 one, one for each creature card in your graveyard. And then you pay. You may pay X and 1 Golgari and tap it to sacrifice another creature. Search your library for a creature card with a converted mana, with converted mana cost X or less. Put it on the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Activate this ability only any time you cast a sorcery. So this is like any of those tutor effects, but it's getting bigger as more creatures are in the graveyard, which is really mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. And then so I do have a like Golgari elf deck that like makes tokens, sacrifices stuff. Um, and then it makes everyone else sacrifice stuff on the board. So this fits right into there because now we're tutoring out the pieces that we need and he's getting bigger by the creatures going in the graveyard. Yeah. This card just does everything you want it to do. Man, I gotta stop look, using Card Kingdom to look up these cards because these pre-release <laughs> prices are driving me crazy. <laughs> and I know, I know that they're not gonna hold these prices, but it's just come on. <laughs> what do I gotta do? Um, yeah, and then also like this card's great in standard. Uh, even with the, I was talking about the Garuda deck. You throw this guy in there as well. You're milling stuff. Creatures are in the graveyard, anyways. This guy's gonna be big at some point. Mm-hmm. If you have it on the battlefield, you can just tutor out another spark double. Okay. <laughs> okay, my next card is Netherborn Altar. It's one in a black for an artifact. Put a soul counter on Netherborn Altar. Put your commander into your hand from the command zone. Then you lose three life for each soul counter on Netherborn Altar. So again, I might put this in any black deck. Because this is a lot like a repeatable command beacon that costs life instead of sacking a land. And it's just a redundancy if you're already running command beacon, which is a card that really needs to be reprinted, by the way, Wizards of the Coast. (laughs) 
<laughs> side, side note. Hello. Side note. Uh, uh, and uh, also, you can uh, check me out on uh, Instagram at Command Beacon. Uh, any, <laughs> anyways, um, it's also really like what I really love about this card is that it's really flexible because in the early game, you'll probably be more inclined to pay a life rather than the commander tax. And in the late game, when you have more mana, you might prefer to pay the commander tax. So it gives you it gives you that option. Like black doesn't have a really solid way of getting artifacts back from the graveyard. So if somebody takes it out in a mono black deck, you, you might not be able to get it back, but it is, it, it, it is just a, this ability is just very um, rare in, in the format. Yeah, it definitely is. And I mean, whenever we're able to cheat our costs like that, it's definitely a good card. Yeah. Well, that's why they call it commander tax, right? No, nobody, uh, no, or what is that? What is that phrase? Like, there's only two things. There's only two certainties in life: death and commander tax. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so sounds uh, legit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Passes. <laughs> and see the pre the pre release price on this is two ninety nine, and that's gonna that's gonna tank. So <laughs> I feel good about that. Well, that I'm, isn't that part of the. Commander set though it's not, not yeah, in a it's, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's Commander twenty twenty so okay. <laughs> it'll lose even more value because you can count on on how many times it's printed yes sir all right next on my list Parcel Beast two nice. green blue <laughs> for a two four Elemental Beast it's got an ability for one to tap look at the top card of your library if it's a land card you may put it onto the battlefield if you don't put it on to the or if you don't put it onto the battlefield put it into your hand and it's also got mutate for green and a blue um i'm working on building a uh experiment crotch deck and i feel like this would be fun to slot into that as well oh yeah yeah nifty that's super fun i can't wait till you're finished and we can play paper magic together i can't wait until i can play paper magic again <laughs> <laughs> That's just all our sentiments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. All righty. I've got a few more cards here for standard stuff. Cool. Uh, Slither Wisp. So this guy is one blue and two black for a 3-2 with flash. Whenever you cast another spell that has flash, you draw a card and each opponent loses one life. So this guy's not legendary. So if you get more of them on the battlefield, uh, we're really stacking up the damage whenever we cast a flash spell. Mm-hmm. And of course, because we're Demir... We're saving our mana to counter stuff. And if we don't counter stuff, we're going to play a creature so that we have more board presence. Right. And there's also that um, that Demir creature that makes it so your flash spells can't be countered. Right? Yep. In standard? Yeah, that's... Yeah, these two together. I thought when these were, like, were spoiled, and, you know, whenever they were both spoiled, I was I was thinking, ooh, boy, standard. I might, I'd build that deck in standard. Yeah, your stuff's just not getting countered. So if you go against a counter matchup, you're pretty good. You're mm-hmm. just going to have to worry about those big creatures that get through your counter spells if you don't draw them. Right, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, this is a fun card. My next card is Arcane Signet. So, I mean, <laughs> everybody knows what Arcane Signet is, but it did get a reprint, <laughs> and it's now it's like a reasonable price. And when the, de- when the decks actually get released, it's going to be even more reasonable. So I would just say put this in all commander decks that aren't green and maybe those ones too uh it's just one of the best two mana mana rocks 
And in the vast majority of cases, you wouldn't be wrong to put it in any of your decks. And um, I don't know if Eric said this on the air, but it, when these were announced that they'd be in the decks, he, you know, he said jokingly that now commander decks are 98 card decks because soul ring and arcane signet just go in every deck. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, that'd be a nice turn one. Yeah. Oh right. man. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you had like uh Riz the Redeemed, then you could cast Riz. <laughs> <laughs> or Ovaya Pishiri, she's also one mana. I yeah. mean if you if you're really gung ho on casting Riz, you could just play a forest and cast Riz. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Riley. You know, you play a forest and then you use an elvish spirit guide to exile it from your hand and get the one green mana. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Brokos, Apex of Forever. Cool. Two, black, green, blue. You get a Nightmare Beast Elemental. It's a 6-6 six, six with Trample. It says you may cast Brokos, Apex of Forever, from your graveyard using its mutate ability. And it can mutate for two, Hybrid Demir, green, green. Um, I'm looking forward to trying to jam this in some sort of like standard reanimator deck. I think I touched on this in uh, a couple episodes ago, but I, I want to be able to, um, uh, there's a, a Demir card, Tombbound Lich, uh, or Tombbound Lich. Either way. Yeah. One, one blue black for a one, three with death, death touch and lifelink. And when it enters the battlefield and whenever you attack or might have to contact a, a player when, um, and deal damage to a player. Uh, you get to draw a card and discard a card. So I, I just want to be able to like play that, get Brokos into my graveyard, then later mutate onto the Tonebound Lich to give it Death Touch and Lifelink and Trample and just go ham. I like that nice little combo there. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and like the... Um, I think you do have to deal damage to the player, but again, they're not going to want to block your Tonebound Lich because it has Death Touch. They're going to lose their creature anyways. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Next up, I have Winota, Joiner of Forces. So it's two of anything, a red and a white. So we're in Boros. It's a 4-4 legendary creature, human warrior. So you can use this as a commander as well. Uh, whenever a non-human creature you control attacks, look at the top six cards of your library. You may put a human creature card from among them onto the battlefield tapped and attacking. It gains indestructible until end of turn. <laughs> put the rest of the cards at the bottom of the library in random order. This ability is nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I didn't even, like, notice this card right away, I don't think. Uh, and then I was just playing handy-dandy game on Arena, and then this dude whipped out this Boros deck, and then there was a bunch of creatures on the battlefield I couldn't do anything about, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Literally exploded, and then there's, like, a bunch of creatures. They're indestructible attacking, and I'm like, uh, yep, yep, yeah, that's so this goes. <laughs> uh, yeah game yeah <laughs> but uh, this can be a really fun card to build around because you want to have you know half your creatures non-human half your creatures human to like make it the most effective um so fun to build around but definitely a very powerful and a fun card so standard good and also i wouldn't mind maybe doing a commander around this guy well if any if anybody can make boros work eric it's you <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do have that uh, that Fire Song and Sunspeaker deck, which is which has gotten us a couple of times. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's definitely a jank, but it'll get you sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> it'll get it, yeah, like Riley's um uh Halara the Fire Fletcher deck. That'll, it'll get yeah. you. It'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um uh, my next card is the uh Rogrin Triome. So it's the Jeskai Tricycle Land. This is more of a maybe for me, only, and I put it into my Narset deck because that's the only Jeskai deck I have. Only because that deck's a bit more competitive, so I don't really, I don't have any tap lands in the deck currently, but it is really hard not to want to put these in decks because they're fetchable, and there's just so many times where you can afford to have a land come into play tapped, and... You know, if all else fails, you can cycle these. So they're just like, they're really solid cards. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the tricycle lands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty good. I wonder how you're going to like it in your Narset deck. I wonder. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this episode is all about. Yeah, well, we should, you know, if, if we do uh, actually put any of these cards into decks, we should come back and, and you know, report back on how they actually how they actually worked. Yeah, for sure. Once we can finally play again. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, I've got Aluna, Apex of Wishes. Another one of these legendary mutate creature creatures. This is the teamer one. So for two and teamer, so green, blue, red, you get a beast elemental dinosaur. It's a flying trample 6-6, six, six, and it has whenever this creature mutates, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land permanent card. Put that card onto the battlefield or into your hand. And it can mutate for three uh, hybrid goal or hi- hybrid gruel and two blue. Um, again, I, I feel like this pairs really well with Brokos as well. I feel like I'd run them both in, in the same deck. Uh, if not, I would love to uh, see Mutate come back in future iterations because I'd love to build a commander deck around Aluna. Uh, I think it's my favorite mutate creature out of the bunch. Wow, that's fighting words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, casting spells for free is always good. Yeah. I mean, I've, yes. I've cast this a few times in Limited, and uh, it's it's a bomb. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much all those, like, mythic mutates or bombs in Limited. Yeah. And do they all have that hybrid mana on their mutate cost? Yep. Yeah. So that just makes them that much easier to splash in Limited, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. All right, next up, the Ozolith. So this card's super cool. Mm-hmm. One mana for an artifact. Whenever a creature you control leaves the battlefield, if it had counters on it, put those counters on the Ozolith. At the beginning of combat on your turn, if the Ozolith has counters on it, you may move all counters from the Ozolith onto target creature. Uh, this is obviously really good in the current set because of all of the keyword counters and such like that. Mm-hmm. But this also works with plus one, plus one counters. And so... The worst part about playing Animar is when he gets removed and you lose all the counters on him because all your work's gone away. <laughs> now, <laughs> this gives a nice safety net for when that happens. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, because it is also a May for the second ability, so it's not like if I have a creature, I have to. So I can wait till I cast Animar again, and then, boom, all the counters are back on him, and we're just steamrolling. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, ideally. Yeah. Okay, my next uh, three cards are all for the same deck. So it's more of the tricycle lands. It's the uh, Zagoth Triome, which is the Sultai one, the Katria Triome, which is the Teamer one, and the Indatha Triome, which is the 
Abzan one. And I was thinking about putting these all into my Silver Overlord deck. It, this deck isn't competitive at all. It is five colors. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, not at all. No, it's not competitive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess it's not. It's, it's a very good deck, but it's not like CEDH level. No, no. I'll probably try them in this deck, but as soon as... Because, like, you know, everything I outlined when I talked about the last land, and this deck does have all the ways to search for forest cards. That's why... I chose the lands with the forest basic land type. Yeah, that makes sense. But probably probably what's going to happen is as soon as I draw one of them, <laughs> when I need an untapped land, I'll take them all out of my decks because <laughs> I'm a baby about stuff like that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, these are just these are just such great cards and, you know, don't discount the cycling. Cycling makes every card better. Exactly. We've proven this scientifically. That's what we have, yeah, just by repeating <laughs> just by repeating it several yeah. times. We we have the stats. Yeah. <laughs> we can we can rebuild it better than it was yeah. before. But we don't want to spend too much. <laughs> okay. Nethroy. Nethroy, my boy. Nethroy Apex of Death. Two white, black, Neth- green. Nethroy. <laughs> you get a cat nightmare beast. It's a five-five death touch lifelink, and it says whenever this creature mutates. Return any number of target creature cards with total power 10 or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Mutate for four hybrid Selesnia black black. So I've already started brewing uh, a deck around Nethroy. It's kind of like this creature based deck that like I'm, I'm, I'm going to use the, the companion. Oh, I can't remember the companion's name, but it's a companion that requires you to have only a certain like card type in your deck and it reduces that card type by one mana oh that's the ooze right yeah the, yeah the golgari ooze yeah yeah so I'm, I'm forcing myself into the creature restriction and trying to base it around self-mill getting things into the bin and using low power creatures with good into the battlefield abilities just so i can capitalize or maximize on how much nethroy's impact will have on the game by bringing all those things back onto the battlefield uh when i eventually mutate them it sounds fun. Yeah, man. Yeah, that, yeah. That that mutate brings back a lot of value. You know how oh, many yeah. ornithopters I can get back. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you're doing like an aristocrats build, you can yeah. probably get back like seven or eight creatures. Oh yeah. What if you, what if you all what if you used creatures with defender with zero with zero power? You can get so many creatures back. <laughs> you could. You could. I mean, Abzan yeah. defenders is is. <laughs> something i guess <laughs> no it's not but you got like wall of omens and uh like wall of roots and uh like isn't abzan the original big butts one with the commander with oh, doran doran, doran. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah, I think yeah that's so. true actually i didn't even think about that i'm all uh i'm i'm a newbie with arcades yeah so i think with doran you should definitely throw um that new mutate one in there yeah, that, that's fair. Yeah, that is pretty it's pretty spicy. Wow, look at us just coming up with things off the cuff like this. Hey. <laughs> we play magic. <laughs> so my next card is super simple. Uh, it's Whirlwind of Thought. So one of anything in Jeskai for an enchantment. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, draw a card. Yeah, boom. Done. Yeah, man. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Like, I still have my Elsha deck together because I actually really like that deck. And so... I definitely want to put a whirlwind of thought into the Elsha deck. Oh yeah, because that's just really gonna power it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
That's a perfect fit. And it yeah. doesn't feel great to use a removal spell on that. Oh yeah. You know, like it's because it's not it just, affecting you in any way. Yeah. It just sits there and gets you value. And it's just like, uh, I don't want you to be drawing cards, but <laughs> I want to save this for a threat. So it, it, yeah, it's just, I think in that regard, it is, it is a really sweet card too. Seems like yeah. a big threat to me. <laughs> no, it is a threat. It's just not, uh, it, it's just not a threat the way that, like a big dumb creature is yeah <laughs> or or something that's removing things on your end of the board right because yeah. they're drawing cards and you know it's it's just it's it's not the same type of threat don't get me wrong it is a threat yeah oh yeah this is my last card guys i'm nervous <laughs> uh, i'm kidding then we go into double jeopardy with with me and eric <laughs> that's right <laughs> My last card here is Bonder's Enclave, which is a land. It taps for a colorless. Nice. And it, has an, it has an activated ability where you can pay three, tap it to draw a card, activate this ability only if you control a creature with power four or greater. I think you can put this into any deck where you have a lot of bigger creatures because, you know, four is not that big, but it's it's still it's still pretty big. But where I was thinking about this card is slotting in at least two of them to start with into my mono green Stompy deck for Pioneer. Oh, because with all the mana, mana I end up having with the deck, I can often afford to sink it into something that draws me cards, especially if I haven't drawn the Great Henge, which is sort of the card draw engine for that deck. Yeah, for sure. I actually have yeah. this on, on my list, too. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hey, I figure like for commander, even if your commander has at least like four power, you could probably slot this into that deck. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, as long as it doesn't af affect your mana base severely, you yeah. totally can. Yeah, yeah, if you got the utility slot, like it's a it's a strong utility land for sure. Like just being yeah. able to draw a card, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, should throw that in my Animar deck too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no doubt about it. Oh yeah, I should put this in uh, Kozilek the Great Distortion. That's another oh easy, for it. easy, yeah. easy, yeah. Boom. easy, Done. bud. <laughs> let's let's just do an episode on the decks we could put Bonders Enclave into. Oh God, <laughs> be so mad. easy, bud. <laughs> <laughs> well, next up on my list, reconnaissance mission. So for two blue blue, you get an enchantment. It says whenever oh, a creature yeah. you control deals damage, it deals combat damage to a player. You may draw a card, and it's got cycling for two. So, like I said, scientifically proven, cycling makes everything better. That's right. It's a better coastal piracy. Yeah. That's the proof. And arguably better Bident of Thassa as well. Just like having that ability to cycle it away if you really don't need it or if you're in a tight pinch and you really need to find something else. Um, Reconnaissance Mission. I, I, I love the flexibility on this card. Yeah. Yeah. Because what I is a hot take? What is Bident of Thassa? Yeah. I mean, it is kind of a hot take. I agree. Because what is Bident <laughs> of Thassa's second ability? It's Is it three and a blue for a target creature can't it's, be blocked? It's one and a blue. And you're thinking of uh, Thassa uh, herself, but it's one and a blue to tap and have uh, target opponents, creatures attack this turn if able. Okay. So it, it doesn't specify who it attacks, so they could just swing at you if <laughs> if they wanted to. <laughs> but uh, right, right. Like I mean, that that might be useful in in some scenarios, but I think the cycling's stronger. Well, the cycling sure certainly is. Uh, there's going to be more situations where it's impactful. Like maybe that's, that's not the right way to put it. It's just, there's going to be more situations where you're, you're, you can use it. Yeah. Uh, I think is what I mean to say. 
it's it i think it's less dead at, at many points in the game yeah possibly because i think this is also card like if we're playing commander you really want to have this on the battlefield oh yeah drawing you cards yeah but if you have no creatures on the battlefield and you top deck this like <laughs> it feels bad yeah yeah i'd rather top deck this than bind thassa yeah exactly yeah. next up shark typhoon hell yeah <laughs> five anything in blue cast on creature spell you get an xx blue shark with flying x is the cmc you can cycle it as well for one of anything in a blue and x and you get a flying shark so you can equal to x yeah so you can cycle it away but of course again talking elsha casting a bunch of spells yeah throw throw a shark nano at them yeah i'm gonna have rule into thought out and shark typhoon cast a spell draw a card get a flying shark <laughs> pretty great <laughs> yeah riley you got you got to go my list is up yeah Next up, we've got Ram Through. So, okay. Ram Through, one in a green for an instant. It's a common, which is important because that might come up in Popper. Target creature you control deals damage uh, equal to its power to target creature you don't control. If the creature you control has trample, excess damage is dealt to the creature's controller instead. So, I used to have this Multani Voltron deck that just cared about getting a crap ton of lands onto the battlefield and throwing a big Meltani at people. And I feel like this is a great like way to get extra reach out of that deck. So it actually inspired me to want to rebuild that deck because I took it apart a while ago for an elf deck. But Ram Through looks like yeah. the perfect inclusion just to f- basically fling, safely fling Meltani at somebody without losing Meltani and taking out one of their creatures. In addition to that, Popper, uh, you see mono green stompy as a, a viable archetype in popper as well. And ram through could easily be, uh, and include in there just to, again, get that extra bit of reach. Similarly, I also have a, a gruel commander deck. Halar, the fire Fletcher already got a mention. Uh, oh, yeah. and Halar has trample as well. So this might even be something worth considering for Halar just as a form of removal and getting it, pushing that, that extra bit of damage through. The fact that it lets you deal the excess damage if it's tra- if it has if the creature has trample really takes this card over the top. Oh yeah, and and it's a oh for sure it's a punch. It's not a fight, right? So it's it's yeah. it's hitting them without them hitting uh, the creature back. Yeah, there's no risk. Yeah, well, uh, you can still get blown out by like there is r- zero risk. <laughs> 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 yeah i'm excited for ramp through yeah it's a really good card just even just like limited and stuff it's it's good uh next up i have luminous Brewmoth. nice, nice. So, we talked about the card already um i'm looking to put it in aminatu aminatu is a blink deck so it's not i'm not trying to get all the value off of the creatures dying but if luminous Brewmoth is out it's a boardwalk protection and like all the creatures in the deck have etb effects so when they're coming back in with that flying counter I'm getting all those ETB effects again as well. So it is a nice, like, instead of just making creatures indestructible, I am now re-getting all those ETB effects. Yeah, that's that's really spicy. And you can exile them with uh, Aminatu, and then the counters disappear, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. then it, it doesn't enter with that, so then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just so resetting That's, that's nice, too. It's slower, but it's still just a ton of value. Next up, I've got Suffocating Fumes. So for two and a black, you get an instant that says creatures your opponents control 
get minus one, minus one until end of turn, and it's got cycling for two. And I included this mm. for popper reasons. This this card is perfect. It's it's a situational board wipe that only impacts your opponent's creatures and can be cycled away if it's not relevant at, at that point in the game. Um, I, I think this is easily going to see popper play. And uh, if I if I build like a mono black control or uh, a demure control deck, I'm I'm going to be looking to this to 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 run and, and see how it plays. Yeah, I have a uh, mono black land destruction deck for Popper, and I run a couple of copies of Nausea in the sideboard, which yeah. is minus one minus one to all creatures. But this is, I mean, this is a more expensive mana cost, but. Uh, let me just look up nausea here. Is it, is, is nausea a sorcery or an instant? It is a sorcery. Yeah. I think I might swap this and nausea is one and a black. Yeah. So yeah, this is definitely for one more mana. And so it's one and a black to cast nausea, but you could just cycle suffocating fumes for the same mana cost. If you're not in a situation where it works for you, but yeah, the fact that it's a one-sided, um, board clear you know this is great against elves and like i've run into that quite a bit yeah or goblins exactly yeah yeah get all those little punies out of there mm-hmm. hey, yeah. get out of here hey pre-release price 25 cents there you go picking them now <laughs> <laughs> next up i threw a luca copper coat outcast into here all five right. mana planeswalker for five loyalty okay right Plus one, exile the top three cards of your library. Creature cards exile this way. You may cast this card from exile as long as you control a Luka Planeswalker. Uh, minus two, exile target creature card you control. Then reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card with higher CMC cost. Uh, put the card onto the battlefield and the rest in the bottom of your library in random order. Minus seven, each creature you control deals damage equal to its power to each opponent. It'd be really cool to get to the minus seven because you probably win the game there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this card's going right into Animar. Mostly your creatures. The plus one, we're going to be drawing more cards, playing more creatures. Um, and I'm a big fan of the minus two ability uh, because of the part accentuated. We can kind of selectively know what kind of creatures we'll maybe get because mm-hmm. if we, you know, exile a six CMC, there's very few cards that are higher than that that we know are in the deck that we know we're going to get to. So. Yeah, and I've I've heard a couple of content creators talk about this card and that ability in particular uh, in terms of that it allows you to run um, mana dorks because you won't you can you can assume that you're not going to hit them because their CMC is one or two, right? Yeah, totally. Which is really nice. Yeah, I mean, if you run like over all the garbage. Yeah, if you mm-hmm. if you run mana dork like one converted mana cost mana dorks and you know, a handful of cards that make tokens, then you're only going to get higher than one, right? That is correct. Yeah, this is a solid planeswalker. Yeah, I think he's really good. What about the way the weapon's strapped on there? <laughs> uh, well, you can't actually see it if you look at the uh, borderless alt art version, so I don't have a problem with that. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that one. <laughs> Well, I mean, Kevin had Bonders Enclave, so that was the end of my list. Okay, Eric, it's up to you now. Uh, the last one was just a mention. So, Colossification. <laughs> oh, my God. We, oh, yeah. I don't think we mentioned this, but if you Colossification a creature, then you can fling or thud it. That's a lot of damage. 
No, you're right. You got him. Yeah. Who cares if it if it taps the creature? You just won the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's twenty damage right there. <laughs> oh boy. You know what you do? You get uh, Storm Herald, and uh, you use like a oh, Rick's Body Reveler or something like that to to the turn before like rummage classification into your graveyard. Then you get a Storm Herald on the battlefield, get classification onto Storm Herald, and then you you thud your <laughs> Storm Herald into their face. <laughs> Sweet. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, turn turn four if you're lucky. Well, I guess you could probably run a Mana Dork. Uh, yeah, there, there's definitely some, some brews you can make. So turn three or four, you might be able to thud somebody to death in standard isn't thud m19 is it yeah okay so we only have fling right now in standard we don't have anything in standard that does that actually we don't even have fling i feel like we have fling oh it's throne of eldraine there we go fling is in throne of that's the one so okay so we can we can fling we can't thud but we can fling okay all right everybody well we're gonna bring this episode to a close um let us know if you're planning on putting any of the new cards from Icoria or C20 into any of your decks, and if there's any cards that we missed. Uh, we'd also like to thank our editor Ainsley for the behind-the-scenes work that she does each and every week. If you want to find any of us on social media individually, you can find me at Command Beacon on Instagram. Uh, you can find Riley where? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Riley underscore Dayton or on Twitter at Riles, uh, at Riles Dayton. <laughs> that's his name um, and uh, before you hop to the next episode please check out all the links in the show notes uh, we appreciate each and every one of you and thank you for listening thanks for listening get flinging people yeah fling <laughs> fling them good <laughs> fling on folks <laughs> also wash your hands yeah turn one soul ring